Hello all, this is the Ghidra's Podcast. Welcome to Sacred Space in Sacred Time, a place where we discuss tools and practices that heal your mind, body, and spirit. If you're looking to start your journey today, then you're in the right place. I'm Austin Freeman, and I'll be your host. Let's get started. Alright, hey guys, it's Austin here with the Ghidra's Podcast. So today I have a special guest, uh, Renee Dashner from Amethyst Fountain. So Renee is an oracle and tarot card reader, also um, a practicing witch. Yes. And she's going to talk to us about herbs and their magical uses um, for in bulk. So that's where we're kind of going with this. Uh, she's been around, she's been in her journey for about 25 years. Um, so we might talk about that a little bit as well. But welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So we're going to talk herbs. So well, first, how did you, how did this come to be? Okay. How did you get here? So my journey as a witch or in herb, with well, herbs? Both. And both? A okay. little combo. So my journey with, with witchcraft, um, I I grew up in a Pentecostal household, okay. and I never really felt like that was my path. Um, went through the motions because it was my family, family yeah. tradition. And about um, shortly after my youngest child was born is when I really just felt like I needed to to branch off and kind of find my own way. I actually started with Celtic Christianity, which okay. is a little bit different than yeah. um and from there it felt a little closer to home but not quite. So I just began researching um the first path I really studied was druidry. Okay. And I did the year um study from Arndriok Fang, okay. which is our own druidry. Wow. Uh, which was started by Isaac Bonewitz. Okay. And it was a very, it's a very intensive study. I still, be, I believe they still do it. You can get it sent to you in the mail if that's okay. a path that you're interested in. I highly recommend it. It is very, um, based on education, you do a lot of reading and it's not necessarily magical text. You read a lot of college textbooks about, um, the Proto-Indo-Europeans and things like Got that. It. So okay. really um, examining why we, those of us who are drawn in this path, why we believe what we believe and how we mm. feel close to that. Okay. Um, so I really like that. And But with Druidry, especially with ADF, they're very um, grove-oriented. Instead of a coven, they have groves. groves. And... Their liturgy, um, how they perform rituals, is very much oriented to that. And it's hard for someone who's solitary. And at the time, mm. my kids were very little. Yeah. It was hard for me to travel. Right. You couldn't and, get a way to do it. Exactly. And the closest grove was quite a distance away. Okay. So I needed something that would keep me closer to home. Okay. So I just began studying myself. And that's where I really began to develop my own path, which I now call a combination of green witchcraft, kitchen witchcraft, <laughs> and hedge witchcraft. So Nice. Yeah. So just a, 
It's been a journey for it sure. It has, yeah. And you kind of woven in and out and then decided on, I like these aspects. So I'm, you're kind of like eclectic. Yes. So you don't necessarily follow one, right. one path. Right. Strict and linear. You kind of... I just, yeah, meld it together. Anything that interests me, any of the traditions that draw my attention, mm-hmm. I like to study and read about. And if there's something there that really speaks to me and I work into my own personal yeah. personal journey and personal craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I want to ask how the breakaway was from the family. I didn't know if your family was really rooted, like where they had a really strong sense or like how was that when you decided to, to decide your own spirituality? It was... Um, it's been a challenge. Um, my family, I didn't come out of the broom closet in the traditional sense where I just sat down with my parents and said, okay, this guess is, what? yeah, <laughs> I guess what, I'm a witch. Um, no, what I, um, they still kind of question uh, with my parents has come out in bits and pieces. Okay. Kind of how my family handles things. Um, I feel like I do things as they're ready. For my husband, it was kind of, he he questioned it at first, like really, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, this is completely different from before. But um, my family, as far as my kids and my husband, are all like very, um, very much okay with with it. Okay. Um, my husband identifies more as atheist. He's, okay, he'll say agnostic, yeah. but he leans more atheist. Okay, um, and so both of my boys. Now more lean, they that, lean way. that way. Yeah. Okay. And then my daughter is Wiccan and Buddhist. Okay. Well, so, combo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was so. going to ask about your kids and how they have they decided their own ways or have they yeah, followed? In yeah. Yeah. Well, that was something both my husband and I agreed on that okay. the kids would follow their own path. That awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Yeah. Okay. So where did herbs come into your practice? So herbs have always kind of been in my life. My maternal grandparents had a very strong influence in my childhood. Okay. And my grandfather was a horticulturist. Oh, wow. He was one of the first ones at what's now called Toledo Botanical Gardens. Back then it was called Crosby Gardens. Oh, my gosh. Rich history. Yes, he was one of the first horticulturists they had. Okay. And when he retired, they bought a five-acre farm on a private road in Ida. Yeah. And he had a greenhouse, they had orchards, they grew everything under the sun that they could grow. He just loved it. It was something wow. he did every day. He made his own wine from grapes that they grew. Um, and my grandmother was just, I would call her a kitchen witch. I don't know okay. if she would identify with that <laughs> terminology for herself, but that's really what she was. And so I learned a lot of baking and cooking from her yeah i mean my mom is really good but my grandmother a lot of the recipes that i cook now you use hers uh, yeah okay or i've taken something of hers and developed it so herbs and plants in general have always played a a rich part in my my upbringing yeah so i you know and then always being in the kitchen um so i was drawn to the magical properties of particularly culinary herbs mm. first and then it expanded outward which is where I now say you know the green and hedgewitch come in because yeah. now it's well I know what I can do with the with the culinary herbs now what can I do with other all these things? others yeah, yeah all these others so yeah it just has developed on its own awesome 
So we want to talk about um, Herbs for Inbulk because we're we are guessing the podcast is going to come out around there, guys. So hopefully it does. So also, if you hear kitties meowing in the back, we're adopting. No, just kidding. We're not adopting. We are fostering um, some cats for the Humane Society, trying to get them adopted. So if you hear that, that's what that is. That's what that is. Okay, so herbs, herbs. Let's well, let's go there. Okay. What do you got? So uh, the common herbs. I'm going to focus on. There's a few more herbs for in bulk. Um, we have a couple that uh, kind of come over from Yule. Okay, bring over from Yule. That is frankincense, myrrh, and cinnamon. Okay. Um, and to that, we add bay leaf or bay laurel, blackberry, and basil. Um, there are others, but they're less common, things like heather and angeline. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to focus on things that you, you could find get. in the kitchen or find at the grocery store. Okay, so what? So let's start with the ones that go from Yule to Embog. The ones that, because the frankincense, myrrh, and cinnamon. Cinnamon, they all come from Yule. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what are those properties? What can you use them for? Okay. Well, we're going to see a lot of um, similarities. Okay. We're going to find a theme here. Okay. So with cinnamon, cinnamon sense. is a... Um, I'm sorry? It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon is a masculine herb. It's ruled by the sun and the element of fire. Okay. And it's used for spirituality, success, healing, uh, power, like your personal power, as well as psychic power, lust, protection, and love. Wow. So it's used for a lot. There, um, yeah, it packs a punch. Right. Um, the ancient Hebrews used cinnamon in holy anointing oil. Yeah. And then um, the ancient Egyptians also used it in, um, in mummification. Um, and it was also used in wreaths in temples in Rome. Wow. So it's been around. It's one of the original incense. Yeah, same with frankincense, right? Right. Yes. So the cinnamon. We have it's a masculine, sun, psychic energy. Yeah. Um, lust. What else was there? Power. Power. Psychic power. Psychic power. Okay. Success. And success. I think I may have missed that one earlier. And spirituality. Got it. So one like like you said, these are one of cinnamon's one of the founding. Or one of the the original. Right. One of the oldest used. Yes. Yes. So what about, okay, so then let's go to the next one for frankincense. Okay. So frankincense is also, just like cinnamon, it's a masculine herb. It's ruled by the sun and the element of fire. Okay. And frankincense is used for protection, exorcism, and spirituality. Oh, wow. So a lot of things that are the same with cinnamon. Yeah. The exorcism, that's interesting. So a lot of, like, banishing? Yes. That's a lot of... Yeah, it helps, uh, it increases the vibes around you, and negativity then, you know, is pushed away. Gotcha. That's a big thing. It was burned by the ancient Egyptians at sunrise to honor Ra. Oh, yeah, because the sun. Yep. That is really cool. So the cinnamon is, the herb itself is used in baked goods all around. So that one right. is edible. It, you can use it in the culinary aspect and you can right. also use it in more of the magical ritual aspect. Exactly. And you can even, you know, getting into the kind of the kitchen witchery, you can use, um, sorry, Steve got up. I know, Steve. <laughs> um, you can pick something that you want to fix that takes cinnamon and okay. then imbue what you want from the cinnamon into what you're baking. 
Got it. Yeah. And then what about frankincense? So frankincense is a resin. It's really good to just burn by itself. You can add other things to it. Um, something that a lot of people don't know, and I almost forgot until I was rereading on it, you can substitute rosemary for frankincense. Rosemary was often oh, considered rosemary. a... I do too. It was, it's also one of the original incense herbs, and they have all the same properties. So obviously, you know, rosemary is a lot easier to get a hold of. You right, can, and less right. expensive as exactly. well. Exactly. Okay, so we got cinnamon, frankincense, and then what about myrrh? So we have myrrh as well. So myrrh is a feminine herb. It's ruled by the moon and water. Okay. So it's a little different in that, but it's also used for protection, exorcism, healing, and spirituality. Wow, so really similar to frankincense. It is, and it's often used a lot with frankincense. Um, the, the Egyptians also burned this to raw, but they used it at noon. Okay. And they would also um, fan it, fan the smoke from burning it in the temples of Isis. Oh, yes. Yeah. Powerful. So um, myrrh. It's mostly, you don't really use that culinary, right? It's mostly. No. Like frankincense. It's mostly used for yep. ritual Yep, magical purposes. workings. Right. And okay. just like frankincense, it, um, it increases the vibrations and purifies. But it'll also increase the power of whatever incense you add it to. Okay. So if you want to add it to uh, cinnamon in a loose incense, yeah. you know, it'll help with that. It, it adds its power. So it's... Um, kind of like a catalyst exactly that's yep. good to know so myrrh catalyst keep that in mind people so what else do we have we have then those are the three that come from yule to in bulk to right? in bulk yep that carry over um for in bulk we use basil a lot Ooh. um i love basil yeah it this is a masculine herb it is ruled by mars and the element of fire okay and it's used for love, exorcism, wealth, flying, and protection. Wealth, love, wealth, exorcism, and flying. Got it. Um, we use it now. A lot of modern witches use it for flying in planes. You know, yeah. for that kind of travel, meditation, or journey. Exactly. Got it. Um, historically, there was a wives' tale that witches would drink a brew of basil, basil. to help them fly on their brooms. grab their brooms. Love yeah. it. <laughs> So these, um, all these herbs that we're talking about here, I know there's plenty more, but so you can burn them loose leaf. You mm -hmm. can do you, you can have them just have them growing and use them and pick them. Mm -hmm. You can um, use the mortar and pestle to grind them up, right, and burn right. them. And then do you ever, and this is kind of a loaded question, but do you ever, do you feel like essential oils can replace these herbs or do you feel like the plant needs to be there? I have found with, um, I'm starting to get into essential oils, and yes, I do like using essential oils, okay. especially when you're in a position where you can't burn something very easily. Yeah, good call. Yeah, diffusing the herb gives you that same, I, I believe the essence is still there, because okay. we're distilling, especially if you use a nice essential good, oil, essential. good essential oil, you're you're getting the same essence yeah. from the plant. Yeah. That's just a question I've always want I've always wanted to know because I think anointing an oil um a candle with an oil, you know, mm -hmm. is much 
easier than like grinding it into like a pulp and then just having a little bit of that, you know, mixing a little bit mm -hmm. of water and then anointing it that way. I mean, you can do it that way as well. But right, you can roll it. Um, okay. I've done with Candle Magic, um, rolling I've, it in. Yeah, uh, anoint, over the anoint with okay. like olive oil on your candle and okay. then roll it in the ground oh, cinnamon or something okay. in order to to help that carry as well that carry that essence awesome but also diffusing it yeah i do believe that's that's a good way to go as okay well. cool especially in an environment where you can't have an open flame right or even the smoldering charcoal for right yeah or you just don't want to mess with <laughs> that's with fire yeah right, exactly <laughs> okay so what else do we have for inbox well right now we're at basil so bay or okay. bay leaf, okay. um, you know, you probably familiar with it, putting it in stews or soups. Yes. Um, bay leaf is also a masculine herb ruled by the sun and fire. Okay. And it is used for protection, psychic power, healing, purification, and strength. Um, you know, a very common way to use bay now is to write your wish on it um, a sharpie marker works really good yeah and then burning it and the wish will come true yeah i've heard that it's like doing that on the full moons or new moons when you put it in the fire writing your your intentions or your wishes on a bay leaf exactly and it's also said that how quickly the bay leaf burns is how quickly that what? wish will come true so if it burns up really quickly your wish will come true faster than if you have to so pay attention to the speed i exactly. had no idea yeah Pay okay. attention and speed. I'm blocked. <laughs> okay, so and that so that's a way you can use that one is by using the the intentions and burning it. Mm -hmm. And that's pri the primary way. Right. Bay. Um, you can brew it. Um, okay. And, and it's used for enhancing um, psychic or clairvoyance and wisdom. Okay. Um, the priestesses of Apollo would chew on it to induce visions. Oh wow. So it is pretty it's powerful. It's powerful psychic. Yeah, so okay. use it with caution, yeah. I would say, in that in that respect. Okay. If you're going to ingest it. Obviously, it's not poisonous, but I would be cautious as to how quickly you want to, right. how far you want to go. Right. Uh, you know, if it's exactly. new to you to travel like that, um, I would start slowly at yeah. first. <laughs> yes. For sure. Same with, with most of these. Okay, so... What's next after bay? The last one that I have here is blackberry. Blackberry. So this time of year, um, mostly what we're going to be working with probably is the vine. Okay. But we use the fruit later on. Um, blackberry is a feminine herb. It's ruled by Venus and water. And it's for healing, money, and protection. So the vines are the best for protection. So weaving them into wreaths for your door to okay. protect your home um, or just keeping some of the vine, you know, um, vines like over doors or above exactly. them, right. maybe even, you know, making your own little, like you said, reef or ball of, of, um, of the vine, blackberry, yeah. what was it? Blackberry? Is yeah. Blackberry said? vine. Okay. Yeah. Or bramble. So okay. Bramble. Okay. Bramble. Mm -hmm. Um, for protection. Yes. That's a really good one. So over doors, yeah. windows, maybe you can even bury some on the in the corners of the earth. You could. Um, having one grow naturally okay. in your yard is really oh. good because as it forms a natural arch, yeah. that arch is very magical and nice. very powerful. Yes. Um, if, there's an old wives' tale of crawling back and forth underneath of the arch 
facing as close to east and west as you can okay. three times to help heal yourself oh. from a bunch of different things. Um, again, I wouldn't recommend, you know, talk to your doctor <laughs> first. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's an old wives' tale, but um, the leaves um, are really good for uh, wealth spells. Okay. You know, so mixing it with other things like like cinnamon or bay mm-hmm. would really be very helpful in that. The berries are really associated with the gods, and they were at one time considered very sacred to the gods. Okay. Um, in fact, blackberry pies are still often baked at Runasad, mm. you know, later in the year yeah. for, for the god Lu. Wow. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So... We just we should probably, and I'll probably say this in the intro, but you know, all of this is just knowledge that she's accumulated, that you know we've accumulated, and of course, before you do anything ingesting wise, you always want to talk to your doctor. And we're not saying anything can cure anything. Exactly. Just want to let you guys know that you know keep our uh, you know CYA here. So. We have rose, no, sorry, not rosemary, but rosemary can be replaced with frankincense. Yes, and we use rosemary a lot at Yule, um, but you can use rosemary anytime. And yeah, rosemary is a great one. I love rosemary. It's my, I could just take a bath in it. Like, oh, yeah. I love it. So I love much. to add it to so much. Food. I don't even know if I love the smell. I don't know. I do mm-hmm. like it, but like, I don't know. There's something about. It really the, raises the energy vibrations. of it. Yes. It does. Yeah. Okay, so just a quick recap here. We have frankincense, uh, cinnamon, and frankincense good for um, protection, ac- exorcism, healing, and then was that was that frankincense? Yeah. Frank, um, oh, protection and protection. exorcism. And then myrrh was the healing, protection, and, and exorcism. So, Along with spirituality. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then cinnamon, we have some psychic powers um, and success. Yep, along with love. It's used a lot in love and lust potions. Yes. And success. So you'll find cinnamon as um, one of the ingredients a lot in lo- in success spells or money okay. spells. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. be, well, cinnamon will be Along there. with basil. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, for in block, we got basil, love, wealth. Um, journeying, meditation. Then we have our bay uh, for some more psychic um, increase in psychic abilities, power, and strength. And then we have our blackberry, which you can use this in a lot of different ways. You can weave it into things, put it over doors and windows for protection. Uh, it can also be helpful in the leaves, can be helpful in the wealth spells. Awesome. So those are the herbs that we have for you today, guys. Before we, you know, because we don't know when we're going to meet with Renee again here, um, I just wanted to pick her brain a little bit about her Oracle and Tarot card journey. Sure. So when you started, how did you, you have, you've had decks for a long time then. I have. I've had a deck. Um, I got my first deck, I would say it's close to 15 years ago now. Okay. Yeah. And then you've been reading for yourself for quite a while, right? Right. For most of that time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. And then you attended a card club for a while, mm-hmm. and that was helpful? It was. It, it 
increased my confidence in reading the cards the way I have always read them and seeing how they do resonate with other people. Okay. I always had felt very um, insecure in my own reading. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know what other people are thinking. <laughs> right. And do readings for other people, then, you know, you build that relationship and then they'll be honest with you or not on. You know what I mean? They'll right. be like, that was on or that was off. Exactly. So I just want to know, I know you've been doing this for a while. Um, what is some advice you have for people who want to get out there and want to read? Trust your intuition is number one. I always hear that, though. Yes. <laughs> That's such a process. It is. It is a process. Uh, really learning to trust that voice inside of you, telling you what the card means in that particular reading, rather than trying to be very uh, precise with, the traditional meaning of the card. Gotcha. I, I so don't go from the book is what you're saying. Exactly. Use it maybe at use first. It, yeah. If you if you really stumped, I would say use use the book, but really trust your own intuition on what on what the card is saying to you at that moment. And getting into your intuition is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll review that some other time. Is there any other advice that you have for have for them? Just do it. Just, just do it. Just do get it. out there and do it. Start with some good friends that you know will give you honest feedback about it. And then go yeah. from there. And go from there. Awesome. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes. We'll hopefully have Renee on again. If you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out. And it, we would just be so um, thankful and grateful if you would uh, share this podcast with friends or family. Um, if you felt it helpful and go on and subscribe, maybe give us a rating. It helps people find us. That would be great. We'll see you guys next time.